you're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making. We're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be. Su- There's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store. But we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash. Because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. You will drain it. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is a video I was had every intention of making, but then someone made it ahead of us, so I'm just going to play it. This is a video from Tommy Sledge on Twitter that compares the laughter of Shailene Woodley <laughs> on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon and the laughter behind Aaron Rodgers in an interview with Pat McAfee. Learned from, I actually reminded yeah, you. Yeah, you re-reminded me of my own Yeah, laugh. of your own thing, because last time I had you on, I, I'm, I'm a hugger, and I, hug, I yeah. hug everybody, and I hugged you, and then you go, no, hug the other side so that our hearts touch. It's like a heart-to-heart thing, you Yeah, know? see, isn't that nice? Yeah, that's a cool thing. No, I love that. Some of the members of the organization and some of the uh, way the organization uh, kind of operated, and to their credit, and I mean this, uh, it's the TV. Um, I mean, even without the comparison, my brain is diseased enough to know that that is the laugh of Shailene Woodley that's in the Shailene background. That's Shailene Woodley's laugh. She's we know in the laugh. apartment. They claim they've broken up, but unfortunately, uh, I don't believe them. They haven't even claimed it. Let's think about it again. Only other tabloids have claimed it and sources have claimed it. They never mm. said shit. We got the claim from In Touch. Yes, and a hooligan boyfriend. And a hooligan boyfriend. We got it from In Touch. We got from TMZ, but we These never got. These two might be chaotic off and on, where like maybe there was a brief and then a reconcile. Like a like, it's unfortunate that like the nature of reporting on relationships doesn't really lend itself to the way that relationships often work, which is <laughs> oh we're together, oh we're split, oh we're back, oh we're not. You know what I mean? Like especially one like this where there's chaos built in. It allowed me to like revisit. I tweeted from Who Weekly a couple days ago, Aaron Rodgers posted what seemed like and what was interpreted as a breakup post. And he said, at Shailene Woodley, and it was a Monday night gratitude post, at Shailene Woodley, thanks for letting me chase you after the first couple months after we met and finally letting me catch up to you and be part of your life. Thanks for always having my back, for the incredible kindness you show me and everyone you meet, and for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you and I am grateful for you. Right. People reported this as, Post-breakup, he's still grateful for Shailene. And now it's like, we're idiots. He's still with her, and he's thankful that he's still with her. That's all it is. And if anything, maybe they're kind of like slyly like, good, believe we're broken up. Mm-hmm. Like, good. Like, we, like misinformation. We, the ha-ha, you know? 
because he hates journalists and she probably does now too, you know? <laughs> yes. They're just like so clearly a type of person and it's only now starting to dawn on I me. I know. It's nice know? that they found each other. <laughs> I, he's just be, he's become so annoying publicly that it's hard to even kind of ship this as something. But like best of luck to them both, you know, it's just so. And also arguably this entire thing about the relationship has made me change how I feel about Shailene Woodley's fame mm-hmm. status, you know? Mm-hmm. She appears to be more famous than we give her credit for. There were at one point, I think a lot of like queer rumors about Aaron Rodgers that I just couldn't kind of speak to because I don't follow sports, but I know that they existed and I was willing to believe them because I'm always willing to believe queer rumors. You are, yeah. And as has happened with multiple people like this, multiple famous men who have gay rumors surrounding them, there comes a moment in many of these instances where they're so clearly just straight. <laughs> and you're like, what the hell was That's I ever thinking? That's how I feel. <laughs> right. What I was just I think... ever thinking here? It's not that he was ever gay. He was just always this type of straight. Do you know what I mean? Guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was this type of guy. And this has happened more than once. And fine, you know, fine. totally fine. Yeah. Weirdly, that's what I'm preoccupied by. Like, that's what I'm sort of, quote unquote, bummed by, air quotes, bummed by, even though I'm yeah. not really do bummed. You, I'm sorry. Do you want Aaron? No. Ro- you want to claim Aaron Rodgers? No. You want him in your community? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't want him at my bars. Doesn't it make you feel better that he's actually in the other community? <laughs> I'm so glad. He's so many communities away from me that I, <laughs> I'm, I'm so right, glad. He's like straight and, in a, and like a quarterback or something. Like he's so not. <laughs> <laughs> and he's dating Shailene Woodley and like eating clay. Like he's just not in your realm, you know? So we're so many communities removed and I couldn't be happier. Exactly. Exactly. Well, they're definitely still together. I mean, you're right. If you, if it breaks down to literally, they have never came out and said anything. It was only rumors. It was only sources. It was only boyfriend hooligan in the club listening to people's conversations. <laughs> Another person we got a hooligan, hooligan. probably spotted them in Erwan together, which is honestly, of course, they'd be in Erwan. Of course, these two would be in Erwan. He's doing the mask thing where he just wears the bandana, which is very like March 2020. We can't get masks. Let's <sighs> just put a bandana over our mouth. <sighs> I look like an yeah, outlaw. It's, it's somehow aggressive, you know? <laughs> it's a little aggressive. Yeah, it's, it's a, a little, little aggressive. aggressive. It's a little aggressive. A couple of things. This happened. I tweeted this this morning, but I just love this headline so much. From dirt.com. Real estate delivered is is their tagline. Yeah. Naomi Osaka buys Nick Lachey's Los Angeles mansion. <laughs> you, you know what I love about news like this? It's like, I can't say I don't care because when I read that, I was like, oh. But I can't say that I do care because if you ask me, what are your thoughts on that? You just said, oh, like you're interested in it. I have, my mind is blank. I have nothing else to say. Like, okay. My only thought was good for her. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I thought, well, I thought for a second it was like, oh, uh, it was, oh, it, it was once owned by Nick Lachey. Maybe it was owned by a normie between these two owners. But no, it says seller Nick and Vanessa Lachey, buyer Naomi Osaka, <laughs> location Tarzana, Los Angeles, California, six point three million, six point three million, six point three million. Yeah, they bought it for five point one million. So. Congrats to Nick and Vanessa, but also congrats to Naomi. Maybe it's her forever home. <laughs> I I somehow doubt it. <laughs> I, somehow doubt I saw the home. I'm not sure that looks like somebody's forever <laughs> home. So you are listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Let's begin with comments. Let's begin with comments. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. I'm just calling to let you know that while I was riding in the car 
um, listening to the yesterday's Friday's episode, um, I immediately took up the call to edit Taylor Lautner's Wikipedia page because I happen to really enjoy randomly updating or editing Wikipedia entries when I can't sleep. Um, and his page was semi-protected, so you had to have an account, but you had to have 10 edits in order to do it. And apparently I usually just do them when I'm not logged in. Uh, so I made three changes to three random articles, just added a comma here, a comma there, semicolon over there. And then I had access to edit his page and mission accomplished. It's now on Wikipedia. Um, I also once changed Billy Zane's Wikipedia just for fun. Um, to say that he played the mummy in The Mummy because he looks like that actor and to see how long it would take someone to take it down and it was less than 24 hours so, like somebody's got their eye on Billy Zane's Wikipedia page but whatever um, so yeah I'll send you a screenshot <laughs> crunch crunch imagine the damage this person did by putting up that Billy Zane played the mummy in The Mummy even for 24 hours I can't even imagine the the ripple the idea that you can just change a Wikipedia, considering how often it's used as the number one source for information, just without any doubting, is actually bad. <laughs> I, I'm looking. It's through, bad. You know. No offense, caller, uh, but I clicked on your username to see what else you've contributed to Wikipedia. It's honestly, oh no, it's honestly iconic. It's good. It's oh, okay. It runs the gamut here. Some of them are like Dop Kit. Okay, like. Razor strop, like she's busy. Toiletry things, okay. But the Turkey Dam, the night of the Taylor Lautner at Wikipedia change, this person edited something on the Turkey Dam. She's uh, busy, Wikipedia, which is a dam in Russia. But the other she's celebrities, busy, not things that this person has edited. The celebrities are Chris Liley, Australian Summer Heights High. Uh huh. Aaron Paul, Breaking Bad fam. Uh huh. Kevin Costner, sure. And Taylor Lautner. Okay, yeah. she's co- nice. she's contributing. Nice. I want to read to you how she. I will say this: you could tell this this hooligan is a pro on Wikipedia because she edited the Taylor Lautner information in in such a skillful way. Mm-hmm. I thought. Well, yeah, you, you know, it's it. very subtle. Let me read it. Lautner has an intricate workout plan, which was covered by Men's Health, and he has a specific diet after developing his body for the Twilight. Saga New Moon. In addition, he still practices and trains in martial arts regularly. He also enjoys bowling recreationally. And interestingly, (laughs) he releases the bowling ball using the very uncommon overhand style. It's been up for... 48 hours at this point, more, Who's almost Who's going to take that down? I just Damn. love that she added in, interestingly, because it really is interesting, you know? She sold it, you know? She sold that information, and there it will stay. There mm-hmm. it will stay. Next call. Hi, I actually do know how much Hank's Fit costs because I reached out on January 4th, and I've been getting texts from Chet Hanks on my Google Voice number, not my real number, um, since then. So the self-mastery program is $750 for three months, $12.99 for six months, or just under $2,000 for 12 months. But if you want the elite mindset coaching, which involves a 60-minute one-on-one Zoom call per week with Chet, that is $14.99 monthly or $4,000 for three months. So um, hit me up if you want me to connect you with with Chet, who calls me a Cali queen and says, what's up, what's up, mama, every couple of days, trying to get me to join Hank's bit. Crunch, crunch. 
thinking you're doing something so funny and quirky, but then like ruining your life as Chet Hanks like (laughs) texts you you, like (laughs) like every other day. What's up, what's up, girly? Pass me the Venmo. (laughs) Fourteen hundred dollars a month to get a sixty-minute Zoom call with Chet Hanks every week. It's kind of a demented cross between something he's trying to do in Cameo. Like, he knows that people are willing to pay stuff like that. But he's like, what if I throw in that it's, like, body? Like, it's it's for health. It's for wellness. Like, how do I, you know, take advantage, essentially? Yeah. The great thing about being a personal trainer, especially one, like, specifically who wants to, like, help you build muscle, is it's very easy to look at a person who wants to be your personal trainer and decide whether or not they are capable of building muscle. You know, like you look at Chet Hanks and it's like, well, at least he he appears to be good at that. You know, like I trust. I know, that but he is I want I want the version of this is like Chet Hanks hosts like an aerobics workout class in like Venice, and you can go. Like it shouldn't be. I hate that it's so devious. You know, it should be as <laughs> mm-hmm. simple as just like go work out with Chet Hanks. You know, like that is fun to me. It's one small step away from what he's doing, but it makes a world of difference in terms of being like scammy or not scammy, yeah. you know? Like I don't want the lifestyle aspect of it. I'll take the personal training aspect. It's very like very clear life coaching pyramid scheme business type mm-hmm. thing. Look at like Teddy Millencamp, what she got in trouble for, which is like essentially running one of these businesses. Six months after I start Hanks Fit, I'm going to call you and be like, I think I'm a co-producer on Rita Wilson's next album. (laughs) I don't know how that happened, but my bank account is drained and Rita's new album is coming out in two months. He asked for a $12,000 donation towards his projects and I gave it and I think I'm an EP. Hey, mama. (laughs) What's up, mama? I love what's up, mama. Next call. Hey, this is Sarah. And Sarah. I just wanted to let you know, uh, we live in Williamsburg, borderline of Greenpoint. And as you know, Julia Fox took a bunch of insane pictures over here for that profile. That was great. Um, and there was a dog that's been missing in our neighborhood for like months. His name is Frankie. He looks crazy. He looks amazing. Um, and his missing poster was in the back of one of her photos. And that's how Frankie got found. So thank you, Julia Fox. Thanks, Julia Fox. Dog finding hero. French French. Stop. If you zoom the into the done. most, it truly is the most impactful thing she's done over the past three mm-hmm. months. If you zoom into the best photo, which is her lying against a dirty mound of snow, which mm-hmm. is, I got to say, I have a fondness for New York dirty mound of snow because mm-hmm. it is a unique phenomenon, you know, like it is disgusting in a way that only New York can really provide like a real fucking disgusting display of like city we got to move on. We got to move on. I know there's snow on the ground, but we have to move on, you know? Yes, it's getting dirty, and yes, it's hideous, and yes, it's an eyesore, but there's nothing we can do about it, and we're just going to walk by and pretend that we love it. <laughs> right, and the only way for the snow to go away is to melt, and we don't have the time, and it's going to melt eventually, so let's just put it in a big mound, and we'll just put it here, and it'll be disgusting, and we'll just move on with our lives. <laughs> you know, like when, when it's been over-freezing for like a solid two weeks after a big snowfall, oh, and, and there's harden. one there's like one dirty mound of yes. snow left that's like the size of one of those like exercise balls, and it's really yeah. dirty. It's like really dirty, and you see it and you're like you're the last one you're the last of us what's that game where you have the ball and it collects garbage as you roll Ka- it across the katamari screen damacy? it's like katamari damacy where like it's collected like other pieces of garbage like within it too like it is like its own being now and it will never melt until like it gets over like 50 degrees but who knows when it's going to be over 50 degrees for a sustained amount of time the sort of thing that you would find in a melted pile of dirty snow is one of julia fox's friends like one of julia fox's <laughs> friends in that shoot would definitely like be 
been like missing for man. days. It turns out she's in the mound. <laughs> is she dead? No, she's totally fine. Her heart rate is quite low, but I think she's coming back to life. <laughs> oh, she was like mummified, so she survived. It wasn't even about. She was totally oh, she's fine. fine. No, she's totally fine. No one's dead. No, she's fine. In this photo, in the background, there is a lost dog sign on a pole, and it's incredible. So I guess apparently this helped find the dog. Somebody saw this photo and said, oh, I, I have that dog in my possession. or Because I, I believe that there are enough, like crazy dog ladies who do have like this incredible uh, uh, recall for looking knowing what dogs look like you Mm -hmm. know oh I met that dog oh I fostered that dog oh I you know I saw that dog in a picture on Instagram with our with our rescue Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah and connected it to the sign and went to find the sign every time I see a missing dog or a missing cat or a lost dog lost cat poster I get instantly sad because I never believe that they will be found I think it is just a psychological play for the person to make them feel better so this is amazing But I do think that in cities, they're often found. That's good to know. I always feel so sad when I see them because it's like, oh, it's just an exercise and like futility. If if those signs didn't work, people wouldn't post them. I really think that. Next call. Last comment. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. This is Jade. Long time, long time. You know who it is. Your favorite, probably only resident who again in Mexico City. And I was just listening to the call and show. From this week, and I had to pause it because, first of all, I'm going to see Mary Me tonight because not only am I a huge J-Lo fan, but also a huge Maluma fan, and I need to caveat on your categorization of Maluma. Maluma is not just a Zen. He is a huge fucking Zen. He is, like, the Zeniest right now. And I think the reason that people don't know him is because you're in the States and you're not listening to reggaeton. But if you are listening to any type of Latin music, Maluma is fucking everywhere. He has done a collab with everyone you can think of. Bad Bunny, J Balvin, um, J-Lo, Madonna, Shakira, to name a few. Um, his, his collab, I mean, he's been making music since he was 17 and been making hits for the last 15 years. Um, and, not, Bobby, you mentioned correctly, he is a fashion man. Uh, first ever male cover model on Elle magazine handpicked by Nina Garcia, uh, the editor-in-chief. And, yeah, he is a big fucking deal. Uh, we already mentioned the fashion piece, but I don't need to expand there. But them with a capital T-H-E-M, y'all. Okay, adios. Crunch, crunch. We love Jade, our correspondent from Mexico City and Bobby's friend from high school. <laughs> My oldest friend in the world. Thank you, Jade. If Jade calls, I'm playing it. Well, Jade had something to contribute. I think Jade really added to the convo. I love that Jade's correction was, you did call him a them, but I just have to correct you. He's actually a capital T-H-E-M them. Uh, you didn't <laughs> You didn't quite sell his them dumb. So that's a fun correction. It is hard to to them yell at somebody who has never heard of somebody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but it is, but it, but Jade, I think, provided the the respectful context to why she would call him a super them. You know. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to questions. Okay. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. I'm sure you're getting a whole bunch of calls about this. Uh, so there's a rumor going around Twitter right now that uh, the Queen is dead. Now. The person who broke this story apparently is Jason Lee of Hollywood Unlocked. Now, me and my dumb ass kept thinking that it was Jason Lee from uh, My Name is Earl. So I was totally confused for a solid, uh, what, about three hours now, that how could Jason Lee of My Name is Earl have a direct line to the palace 
to get information about the Queen's death. French press. Um, hey, Who Weekly. Uh, who is Jason Lee, and why is he maybe breaking the news that the Queen died? Um, and also, is she dead? But I guess we'll know that by the time this comes out. Uh, all right. Uh, crunch, crunch. Um, Queen Elizabeth might be dead. Slay. Bye. This is the greatest saga of the week, of the month, in, in not just the Hooniverse. Of the but year? Like celebrity. <laughs> because, like, things are especially terrible in February 2022. And this was, like, a moment of true, like, joy and levity that I think everyone rallied around. A, a brief moment. Yeah, brief, I know it's brief, true. It's brief, like, brief. we can all agree that the queen is dead, you know? We can all agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, think it's... And... <laughs> I think she's done. It's funny how colloquially it's, like, normal to be like, the queen's probably been dead for a while, right? <laughs> but then, like, putting pen to paper, like, we're not out here saying the queen is dead, you know? I'm not going to sign that in blood, but she's dead. Right. <laughs> and our podcast is a mix between colloquial conversation and putting anything on a, in a pen to paper. Mm -hmm. So we are also kind of like, <laughs> you know, like, but seems like uh, the, the, it all points to no more life, yeah. you know? No more. The queen conveniently got COVID in 20 now? We got to put quotation marks on every single word of that sentence. The queen conveniently got COVID now. <laughs> Yeah. Now? A dead person can't get COVID, Lindsay. <laughs> They're going to try and blame COVID when she's been dead for months, you know? A CGI deepfake can't get Omicron, Lindsay, okay? <laughs> it's incredible. Okay, we've done Jason Lee before, just so you know. People call in and saying, did you know there were two Jason Lees? Sweeties, he was in an episode title. Bitch, we've been knowing. <laughs> you know, two years ago, he was in an episode title. He was in the same episode as AXEA12. AXEA12, <laughs> Boucher Musk. Are we going to we do a little a little rewind to play when we talked about Jason Lee? Maybe, but this story kind of doesn't even concern him at this point. But it's nice to get a little primer on who he is and how he's not the other Jason Lee. He's his own Jason Lee. It is funny to me, though, every time this happens, people are really bringing up My Name is Earl. Was My Name is Earl such a big TV show where we're all like, oh. My Name is Earl? Like, no. uh, was it? No. No. Who were these, like, millennials and Gen Xers bringing up My Name is Earl? I know that it ran for four seasons and I know that it had a little bit of a following, but, like... The ratings weren't enormous. Right. They were pretty good, but they weren't enormous. Right. It's not a show that has been rediscovered in mass, like, let's say, The Office. No, it didn't, like, hit Netflix and have this huge, like, boom of listen of watchers, like, coming to find it. Also, the other thing is that Jason Lee is such a Gen X guy, like, in terms of, like, all the Kevin Smith movies he's been in. Like, he's more of that vibe to mm -hmm. me than... Also, he has a Scientology thing. I mean, you should just play our clip. I think we go over all of this. But to boil it down very quickly, there's Jason Lee, the Scientologist Gen X King, best known for Kevin Smith movies and My Name is Earl. And then there is Jason Lee, the founder and head of Hollywood Unlocked, who uh, also has a small reality TV career because he appears on Love and Hip Hop sometimes. But mostly... He's the Harvey Levin of Hollywood Unlocked. No, truly. He's, he's, a, he's another Harvey Levin. And here's what happened. The queen gets COVID. Again, air quotes. The queen who is dead somehow got COVID. That's a first, right? <laughs> so this old dead woman gets COVID over in the UK. And everyone's like, oh my God, the queen has COVID. That's crazy. Which right. already 
incites, right? It already incites people who have been sort of uh, sus about, is she dead? Are they just trying to slow? What is, there was the, 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 the joke about how it's a slow, it's a slow, a soft rollout of her death or something. Like it really <laughs> it's is a soft a reveal. Soft, it's, it's a soft it's the, rollout. Right. So people are like, okay, so this is just the first step in the palace ultimately saying, unfortunately, she passed of COVID, blah, 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 blah. People are preparing themselves for this. Then we get a post on Hollywood Unlocked a few days later on February 22nd that says, HU exclusive. Hollywood Unlocked exclusive. Queen Elizabeth dead. <laughs> okay. Written by a default user, by the way. It's not, it doesn't Incredible. have the Jason Absolutely Lee stunning. byline. It doesn't have another byline. It's like whenever, default it, user. it's like when a I magazine think... fucks up and when they write, when they write about it, they go, written by editors or when they know a post or is going to be controversial when they know it's controversial <laughs> and they don't want anyone to be sued they exactly editors. editors hollywood unlocked exclusive queen elizabeth is dead socialites it's with our deepest regret to inform you that britain's queen elizabeth has died <laughs> sources close to the royal kingdom notified us exclusively that queen elizabeth has passed away she was scheduled to attend the, the wedding of british vogue editor edward ennifel but was found dead <laughs> found like dead nearby <laughs> Before we really did not give this a close read when it came out, but there are some issues with this with these descriptions, you know. No further details surrounding her death have been shared. She was ninety five years old. We will continue to keep you updated as this story develops. And everyone's like, "Wait, Jason Lee says that the Queen is dead." And then people are like, "Jason Lee, my name is Earl." And then we have the whole Jason Lee mix up, right? So we have one case of celebrity confusion. There's one Jason Lee and another Jason Lee. That's confusion one. Okay, hold that thought. What are you more confused by? Two Jason Lees or Queen Elizabeth is dead. <laughs> what do you, what confuses you more? So then after this, people are like, well, how does Hollywood Unlocked get the exclusive? And also if Hollywood Unlocked is lying, why isn't the palace saying the Hollywood Unlocked story is incorrect? First of all, the palace doesn't know about Hollywood Unlocked. I'll tell you one thing. The palace doesn't know about Jason Lee number one or Jason Lee number two. That's, That's I can, I can guarantee you The queen you that. is not watching My Name is Earl because she's dead, but also because she never watched My Name is Earl. <laughs> Hollywood Unlocked Jason Lee goes on Instagram and his socials and he posts a notes app oh that is God tier notes app that says regarding the Queen Elizabeth no, story. You have to give the full details. It's a notes app. It's 5.54 p.m. We're in the red on the battery. It's down to 5%, nearly dead, 5G. He's got the, it's not in a specific folder. It's just in all, all iCloud. iCloud. And the headline is regarding the Queen Elizabeth story, dot, 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 dot. It's bullets. Number one, I've never lied. Number two, I've never been wrong. Number yep. three, I trust my sources. Number four, I have yet to see an official statement from the police or from the palace <laughs> saying otherwise. Eh, they're they're the police. <laughs> ACAB includes the palace. <laughs> um, okay. Five, I'll be at the Donda concert tonight with Ye. Which Jason. is a whole other story that <laughs> like, I don't even give a shit about. But <laughs> he is not involved here. Meanwhile, there's some funky things going on because there's a Hollywood unlocked Twitter that is that is uh, shut down because mm -hmm. it tweets. Then there's another Hollywood unlocked Twitter that tweets an apology. Meanwhile, when you go to the Hollywood unlocked site, it links to his Twitter, implying that there is no actual Hollywood unlocked Twitter. Exactly. So there's an account that goes viral that is just Hollywood UL, and they post this. Our deepest apologies go out to the hashtag royal family and all involved in this embarrassing situation. It was an accident, and we're working hard to make sure that the mistake never happens again. The intern journalist was misinformed and published the draft post by mistake. H.U. Uh, <laughs> that gets retweeted all over the place, and people are like, wow, we knew it. They fucked up. I couldn't believe they threw an intern under the bus. 
cut to a couple hours later when Jason Lee wakes up after sleeping soundly thanks to being exhausted from the Yay concert, which sounded like its own form of misery. He tweets, (laughs) woke up to some fake account posting a retraction. We do not know that account, and we have not retracted our story. There has yet to be an official statement from the palace. Staying tuned. The thing is, what's really funny is the statement he's waiting for is address is one that addresses him personally. But the palace is putting out statements. They're just saying the queen has COVID. They're not even reading this shit. You know what I mean? They're not exactly. even involved in this level. They're just, they're literally flying above all of this saying, oh, you know, here's an update. The queen mm-hmm. has COVID. She's doing fine. She's fine. She has COVID, whatever, whatever. But it's like, he's waiting for them to be like, Jason, Jason. Mm-hmm. So BuzzFeed News. Brianna Sachs and Ade Onibata posted this. And before I reveal what happened, we have to take a couple of steps back. This is the funniest reveal of anything that has ever happened to us. Before I get into their wonderful journalism that kind of, to my mind, without a doubt, proves what what happened here. A few days ago, the lead singer of the band Queens of the Stone Age died suddenly. His name is Mark Lanigan. I'm not a huge Queen of the Stone Age fan. When I saw this headline, I really didn't think twice about it. I was like, oh. He also was in quite a few different musical projects. He means a lot to a lot of people, because and not just because of Queens of the Stone Age, but that just happened to be the most popular version of, of music that he, or the most popular project he was involved with. And people were very saddened and shocked by his death because it was a surprise. And he was young. He's 57. So he dies. He gets an obit in the New York Times. He gets quite a lot of coverage. And just to be frank, I didn't, really care about this. I was like, oh, that's sad. And I kind of moved on. Didn't think about it. But it was, you know, buried somewhere in my mind. Then I'm reading the BuzzFeed story, and they think that they've cracked the case. And I'm just going to quote them verbatim. Lee, as in Jason Lee, as in Hollywood Unlocked Jason Lee, maintained to BuzzFeed News on Wednesday morning that he heard the news, quote, directly from a wedding guest of British Vogue editor-in-chief Edward Enninfall. According to Lee, the Queen was supposed to attend the massive star-studded ceremony in Wiltshire on Tuesday. This flies in the face of the fact that the Queen was not included in any published guest lists, she has no personal relationship to Enninfall, and she stopped in-person meetings after testing positive for COVID-19. One UK-based source suggested to BuzzFeed News that there may have been a misunderstanding related to the death of Queens of the Stone Age singer Mark Lanigan, who died unexpectedly Tuesday at the oh age of 57. God. News of Lanigan's death was shared on Twitter within the hour of Hollywood Unlocked's posts about the Queen, which remained live on Wednesday, but has been labeled by Instagram as false information. It wasn't immediately clear if Lanigan was supposed to attend the wedding, and the wedding we're talking about is the wedding of the British Vogue editor, Edward Edenfull, but some guests unlike Queen Elizabeth, had connections to 90s and 2000s alternative rock. So the idea here, in case you weren't putting the pieces together, and again, BuzzFeed doesn't go as far to put the pieces together directly because no, the they pieces, can't, but the, the pieces, pieces are clear. Are put to, I'm sorry, maybe the puzzle isn't finished, but the pieces are laid next to each other in a row, you know? Someone said the singer from Queens of the Stone Age died suddenly. That was clearly telephoned to Jason Lee from Northern Britain as the Queen of England died. I'm sorry, but this game of telephone is so funny. Like, how many people would it take to go from Queen of England to Queens of the Stone Age? Like, how many people in the circle in the game of telephone would it take? Clearly only two here. This is exactly what happened on Celebrity Big Brother UK when Tiffany, Isle of New York, when Tiffany Pollard confused the The death of david guest was david bowie david bowie died and tiffany pollard thought that her former housemate celebrity big brother david guest aka the former husband of liza minnelli etc was dead 
And she was like, no! And everybody was like, she cares about David Bowie that much? (laughs) Confusing David Bowie with David Guest. Oh, my God. This is even worse. Confusing the Queen of England with a guy in the band Queen of the Slightly, It's slightly the inverse. (laughs) Because in this situation, David Bowie is the Queen of England and David Guest is the lead of of Queen of the Stone Age. But listen, despite all of this information provided by BuzzFeed and all of this like thing, he is still tweeting that he is standing by his scoop. He tweeted this morning, tweets from strangers will never make me shut up. New story going up soon. I hope all these, quote, responsible journalists pick that up, too. Is it up? <laughs> no. Well, what's, what is up, Lindsay, is HU exclusive, the queen is dead. That's never been deleted. It's never been deleted. Let's go back to the wedding. We're done with the queen. We're done with Hollywood Alert. What was this wedding? Yeah, like this wedding was such a thing that Queen Elizabeth was believed to have maybe had been invited, you know, was going to maybe attend this when she was going to attend the wedding of her gay cousin. It was an iconic 600,000 pound gay wedding in Longleat. I looked at the photo of Longleat, this castle, and I was like, is that the castle from Atonement? And it's not, but it looks like it. Every castle is the castle from Atonement. As far as I'm concerned. It's a little too large for Atonement. The Atonement one's a little little smaller, but still, it's it has that vibe. It has that Downton Abbey Atonement, you know, country cottage vibe if you're if you're looking at this. Love that. So Love that. it's very beautiful. And the editor-in-chief of Vogue, Edward Enninful, married this fashion photographer, videographer named Alec Maxwell. And both of these people are cool fashion British people, so they're friends with every cool person in Britain, it seems. Everyone well, of came. Course. Yes, of course. Everyone came. Posh came. Poppy Delavine came. Diane von Furstenberg came. She brought Derek Blasberg. Maya Jama came. Maya Jama, one of our faves. Richie Akiva, who's actually American, but whatever. It really did seem like a humongous deal. But no, the queen was not on the guest list. My favorite thing about Edward Edenfall, um, Edward Edenfall, is I was reading about him, and apparently when the uh, previous... Vogue EIC stepped down, Alexandra Schulman. Everyone kind of, this happened in 2017. Everyone was like, oh, it's going to be Edward Edenfall because he's well-liked. He's a journalist. He was a former model. He has connections to every fashionista and stylist and designer in the UK. It makes perfect sense. Everyone loves him. But I guess Anna Wintour doesn't like him. They don't get along. Ugh, and so who, do- it was like, who does she like? Exactly. So it was like, is Anna Wintour going to come to the wedding? And it was like, no, she's not going to come to the wedding. I barely know who these people are. And I know Anna Wintour is not going to like swallow her pride and go to this wedding. I know. It's very Devil Wears Prada. What's her exactly. face? The, 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 the Parisian, the French Vogue editor that she hates. What's her oh, name uh, in the movie? Oh, oh, oh. When she goes, uh, uh, when she goes, uh, 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 what does she say? Uh, what does she say? And she has that hair. Yes. She has like, um, she has like gamer hair. <laughs> she has like gamer hair. What's her name? Okay. Jacqueline. What? Jacqueline. Jacqueline. <laughs> Jacqueline. Jacqueline fucks her over is what I'm saying. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Because, because Stanley Tucci should have gotten the job. Nigel should have gotten the job and she gave it to Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Anyways, this is the Jacqueline of real life. Actually, I think. Stay tuned to Hollywood Unlocked to see how he t- how he twists himself out of this journey before he's sniped out by somebody. I would just shut all the windows. <laughs> is one is what I'm trying to say. I wanted to believe this so badly. I felt like Meg Ryan at the end of You've Got Mail. I wanted you to be right. I wanted you to be right so badly. When he wrote, wait, he's still he's he's, he's still tweeting through it. I, oh my god! 
I'm okay with people having their opinions of me and my work, but if you disrespect me publicly, I'm going to violate you publicly. <laughs> Ask Roland why he lost all that advertising money. I can drop those receipts. Okay, now it's getting personal on a level that I don't even understand. Either the queen is dead or she's not. Give me the receipts or back off, you know? Mm-hmm. He's read about Roland Martin, who's a journalist on CNN, and Roland Martin essentially said, this guy's not a real journalist. He's a blogger. You should never mm. believe him. He doesn't know what sources do. We're the people who do the real work, and he's just you know, uh, an imitator. And obviously Jason Lee is upset about that, but he's switching the narrative. It's like, he was wrong. He refuses to admit it. And now he's focusing his ire on kind of a distraction. But Jason Lee's not going to admit that he was wrong. He's just not. It's just not what he does. It's just funny because four hours ago, he retweeted the BBC that says Queen postpones virtual audiences for a second time in a week after testing positive for COVID, but continues with quote unquote light duties. He retweeted that with a thinky face. And it's like, Jason... (laughs) Get it, get it together. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> we still don't know. The queen has not released a deep fake in a while. No. We still don't. We need a proof of life. We need a newspaper need a held life. up. We need something. <laughs> and we need to move on, actually. Springtime vibes are in the air. And when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can't, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because... I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low-dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under out. the bed. Your linens, sweeties. The lin it's time for- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh, and it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
by partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I hate and middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Poppy, Corby, Tooch, Zavinda, Zendaya, Ismichi. Poppy, Corby, Tooch, Zavinda. Crunch, crunch. Poppy, Corby, Tooch. Is Vinda Poppy Corby Tooch? Is Vinda Crunch Crunch? What is a Poppy Corbin Tooish? Okay, Crunch Crunch. Bye, Lindsay. I have some news. Yes, Poppy Corby Tooch is Vinda. <laughs> Excuse, Took Poppy Corby Took is Vinda. Poppy Corby Took is Vinda? Poppy Corby Took is Vinda. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. The people are talking and the people are saying that Poppy Corby Took is Vinda. People are talking. Poppy Corby Took is Vinda. Nobody's asking who is Poppy Corby Took, but people are saying Poppy Corby Took is Vinda. Nobody's asking who Poppy Corby Took is. Nobody's asking who Vinda is. They're just saying Poppy Corby Took is Vinda over and over and over and over and over again because it's one of the most beautiful phrases in not just the English language, in language. It is. It's like cellar door. It's gorgeous. I mean, Zendaya's Michi has nothing on Poppy Corby Took is Vinda, <laughs> and is everybody is talking about it. It doesn't help that nobody knows who Vinda or Poppy Corby Took is, but if you want us to tell you who Poppy Corby Took is, we can try. Does it matter? Can I can I quote my favorite tweet about all of this? Nick Carter, Fail Cooper on Twitter tweeted, My Sims when they're greeting their neighbors, and it's Bobby a quote Corby tweet Duke. of Poppy Corby Took is Vinda. Poppy Corby Took is Vinda. It's true. Come on, Snala. Poppy Corby Took is Vinda. She's an actress. <laughs> She's an actress slash model. She's Vinda. <laughs> Here's what I love about this. She wasn't in the first Fantastic Beasts movie. She was in the second Fantastic Beasts movie. Two crickets, right? Two crickets. No one cared. Literal crickets. Magic crickets. <laughs> She's in the third one. And in the third one, because it's been so long and this movie has been so delayed, they're, you know, dropping the marketing finally. They released all the character posters. And when I tell you these are the most underwhelming character posters of all time, they are. Poppy Corby Took has nothing on some of these other names, though. I'm surprised Poppy Corby Took as Vinda stood out from, how about Harris Boggs Gruft? You know, like, who's that? Oh, Lindsay, William all those are fake. Von Scriff. Oh, wait, they are? I faked all these names. I oh. said, <laughs> <laughs> I said the only recognizable people in all, what is this? One, one, two, three, four, five, six, in 18 character posters that they released. The only people whose faces I recognized were Jude Law, Eddie Redmayne, Mads Mikkelsen, Ezra Miller, and Jessica Williams, okay? No one else did, did I recognize. Did you make up all these names? I made up all names? these names. I said Furblet. That's Furblet. You made up Dogson McRiley and Hilty St. James. Mm-hmm, you there's... also made up Mads Mikkelsen. Just kidding. You made up Lewis Bird Whistle Granger. <laughs> Because I was like, these could just be, I was just making a fake name. Willem von Scrim. To be fair, you gave some of these people who are not British very British names. I know. Hilly St. James. You kind of leaned in one direction when the the whole idea of these posters is they're an international wizarding community. (laughs) Kit Cordelia Kelly, Poppy Corby Took. Has she done anything before this? She was in the show Harlots, which I know you watched. No. No, you didn't. But I probably should have it was on ulu i do remember that it's like funny period right funny period sex workers and what's her name leslie manville was in it 
Yes. And then she was in her first big break was her first big break. That's a that's redundant. Her big break was the Royals, which was that really trashy soap starring Elizabeth Hurley. That I watched, though. It was awful. It was a British show, but they aired it here on E, I believe. So it got a little play here. And I know it got attention for being like so dumb and trashy, but I never watched it. It was really dumb and it was really trashy. I watched like a few episodes. It was shamelessly a soap and it, it ran up for a few seasons and she was one of the leads of that or one of the co-stars of that. She played Prudence and now she's known for playing Vinda, which is just so funny because it's like it just shows how little anyone's really paying attention to these movies at this point. I mean, we're all seeing them. It's all it's, they're very popular, but like everyone's like no one's like Vinda. That's Vinda. They're like movies you see on autopilot. It's like, oh, they'll make hundreds of millions of dollars because it's like, oh, Harry Potter adjacent. Well, I have pretty terrible feelings about J.K. Rowling now, but I don't see your name on any of this crap, and I didn't read these books, so whatever. Meanwhile, am I seeing this movie? Immediately. Are you kidding? I'm already in the theaters waiting for this it's to like, start. It's like, was, wasn't Johnny Depp in these? Isn't he terrible? And it's like, yeah, they replaced him with Mads Mikkelsen. And I'm like, that's yeah. tight. Cool. And now we have, like, sexy Jude Law as young Dumbledore. I'm like, sign me up. And we love Jessica. We love Jessica. We love Jude. Eddie Redmayne, we tolerate, you know? We look at him and we go, okay. Eddie Redmayne is the most 120 over 80 blood pressure person I've ever seen in my entire life. It's like nothing happens to my blood pressure. He does nothing to me. Do you think if you were having a blood pressure like spike, if you saw a picture of him, it would like calm it down? You should keep a photo of him in your wallet. The Jude Law and this pointy beard right here, we got a Ugh. we got a 149 over 87. Sexy. You know? So sexy. Yeah. Eddie Redmayne, 120 over 80. Does absolutely nothing to my BP. It calms you. I check my blood pressure every day, too. So, you know, I know my BP is. Do you really? Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else to say about Poppy Corby, too? Because let me tell you, I tried so hard to find old stories about her. There was one thing where she was, like, working at a fashion boutique in her hometown. Not interesting at all. Went to find out she had good dating history. And what I found on Who's Dated Who was, who is she dating right now? And they say, according to our records, Poppy Corby Took is possibly single. Possibly single. She's French. I don't trust. I can tell I you she's French. This. Timmy has great input, though. You can literally, this I'm quoting Timmy, you can literally find a fan cam for anything and anyone, LOL. And it's a fan cam for Vinda. Not Poppy Corby Took. For Vinda. Vinda's been in, you know, two of these movies or one of these movies. And of course, you know, she has her stands. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Poppy Corby Took was in a, was a member of the English post-punk electro band White Rose Movement from 2008 to 2010. Oh, she was? Yeah. That didn't come across in my research at all. Yeah, it's on her Wikipedia, so I'm not sure how you missed it. Well, I think the reason I didn't, because I was so taken aback by the family life section on her Wikipedia, which is, let me just read you the whole sentence, because again, I feel like I need to be David Attenborough to read this properly. Corby, even though she is French, Corby Took... <laughs> Corby Took... Corby Took was born to Michel Corby Took of Venue les Sablons, France, and Catherine, daughter of Lieutenant Colonel Gillicrest Campbell of the Royal Artillery. Her mother descends from Sholto Douglas, 19th Earl of Morton, the Lords Belhaven and Stenton, and Earls of Abermale. It's like, I have no idea what that means. I know, but I don't want you to make the same mistake you made last time by thinking something is posh when it's not just because it's like written in British, you know, or yeah. written in French. Like you, <laughs> so we don't really know what this implies about Poppy Corby Took. A French person could read this, right? Like, Marion Cotillard could read this paragraph and be like, was she born in a gutter? <laughs> was she born on the moon, which doesn't exist? Okay, moving on. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. Just calling in to see if you've seen the tweet 
where someone realizes that um, Maud Apatow from Euphoria is Leslie Mann and Judd Apatow's da- daughter. And so they shared these old, like, photos of them on red carpets, and they said that she's a nepotism baby, her mom is Leslie Mann, and her dad is a movie director, LOL. And then people in the comments are going off because, obviously, Judd Apatow is really well-known, probably more than Leslie Mann, I would think. So I guess I would love for you to do a who to them rankings of the entire Apatow clan, the two daughters, Leslie Mann and Judd Apatow. Um, I know Iris Apatow is now, like, dating Kate Hudson's son and is best friends with Olivia Rodrigo, and Maude's obviously on Euphoria. So I feel like there's a lot there in this family. Okay, crunch, crunch. Okay, the caller asked for a who to them of the of the Apatow family, which seems very obvious, right? Iris, Maude, Leslie, Judd, we're done. Signed, sealed, delivered, okay? The power, the influence that Euphoria has, the chokehold it has on our culture, whether mm-hmm. you watch it or not, is proof. The proof is in the pudding. We were not talking about nepotism in this way before. And all of a sudden, Maude Apatow gets her own episode on Euphoria. It is decent. It comes out. Everyone's excited for her. And mm-hmm. then on Twitter, there are people who are like, hey, FYI, this actress is related to a director named Judd Apatow. And when I tell you... <laughs> It was like, not that you have to know that, but wow, was the reaction totally unexpected and yet exactly what you should expect from these types of things at the same time. Like, unbelievable. What's funny is that we have three break the internet stories in a row. Like, these are three, like, earth shattering or, like, modem shattering events in one week. The, the 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 queen story Incredible. poppy poppy took is vinda and Maude apatow's a nepotism baby or as the youngs are calling it now nepo babies a huge percentage of hollywood's been nepotism we love to pull out like louisa gummer because she's like literally like daughter of merrill but this is also mm-hmm. very much like close to the source if you are the daughter of a director who is responsible for casting films and you were as a kid in one of his films so many of them it's that's a very prime example mm-hmm. of the nepotism of it all like i'm not even sometimes i'll be like okay yeah it is nepotism but it's a little, it's getting a little boring because almost every person that we talk about feels like they have a connection yes. like that this however this this never seemed hidden to me you know no if anything it's flaunted <laughs> mm-hmm. it's flaunted so what was happening is is you had so many conversations happening at once where you were having conversations of people who and i don't want to just say it's all young people i think it's people who just like never really cared before being enlightened to the fact that yes nepotism is a real thing in hollywood and it is like the easiest way to get a leg up i mean we were talking to our friends about this like how else do you think you get the money to make it in hollywood like you have to be able to have like power and influence and money to make this job work for you so of course it's going to be children of people who already have an in in the industry right sure, like sure, sure. Fun- fun- fundamentally functionally like it makes total sense but the argument here isn't oh what does nep what about nepotism the argument really is here that nobody knew that nobody a lot knew. of people didn't know who judd apatow was even when it was pointed out to them and then everybody else had a nervous breakdown because they were like how do you not know who judd apatow is and then they were like you're a movie snob and then they were like how are you calling me a snob for knowing who judd apatow is exactly. he literally like created the biggest box office movies of the 2000s so it's people fighting about like this is an age issue no it's a snobbery issue no it's a you know paying attention to the culture issue i don't know what the issue is so people are fighting about that meanwhile my favorite aspect of this can be best represented by this tweet by um lewis peitzman shout out to lewis peitzman hey lewis 
This tweet, which the construction is, I have to read it verbatim. It's from Miriam is Tired on Twitter, who after this went viral, changed her username to fuck y'all and the Apatow family, by the way. I love this. <laughs> Changing your display name after your tweet you go goes viral. viral is amazing. It's, it's like, one of the funniest it's things to do. gorgeous. It reminds me of on TikTok where people change the name of the sound once it goes viral. Yes. Just like... Yeah, I love that. So this person tweets, wait, I just found out that the actress that plays Lexi is a nepotism baby. OMG, sob face. Her mom is Leslie Mann and her dad is a movie director, LOL. So Lewis, people are using this structure to make memes with obvious nepotism babies, okay? And I love that this happened. Lewis Peitzman tweets, wait, I just found out Marion on the Gilded Age is a nepotism baby. <laughs> OMG, <laughs> sob face. Her dad Back is a famous Gummer. sculptor, Don Gummer, and her mom is an actor. <laughs> if you look at the replies to this tweet, it's so beyond humor that half of the people reading this understand that it's a joke, that she is obvious nepotism, and half of the people are like, oh, what? Because <laughs> well, they, you know? they don't get that the original was serious. Exactly. It's, it's taken out of, con- it's, it's a funny tweet, but it's obviously going to be taken out of context. But I think the original person who tweeted this wasn't joking. No, no. But the memification of this can be read as humor and educational. You know, it works both ways. Specifically, this meme works in two ways, the way that a lot of one a lot of right. them don't. But some of these some of the tweets about that I thought were interesting were just like, it's really funny to me how Judd Apatow is like now n- somehow not known by some people. He used to be literally inescapable. He used to be the monoculture of of comedy in like mm-hmm. th- a certain time, you know? It is interesting though how like somehow his daughter Maud is now like the center of like what some people are are only watching, right? Mm-hmm. Not even realizing anything about her last name being anything familiar, which is mm-hmm. just like the way that things work or whatever. Yeah. Like you can be siloed from Judd Apatow movies or even have seen them but not known that he directed and wrote mm-hmm. them. Like some people just don't pay attention to stuff like that, which yeah. is funny. I just, it's, it's hilarious to me, this whole thing. If a 18 year old has not seen Titanic, I'm sort of like, what's wrong with your life? But if an 18 year old hasn't seen the 40 year old virgin and knocked up, I'm like, good, you don't need to watch that shit. <laughs> like, oh. those movies did not age well. And it's not I like, like them. it's not, well, yeah, of course, you, because you're 35. But like, it's, it's, <laughs> if you try to watch them now, it's like, no, you're not, you're not like begging somebody to go back and watch yeah. this is 40. It's like, so if I'm not you surprised they didn't it. watch it. Exactly. Right. Um, I love this. He So Judd obviously saw all this, which I'm sure is like the funniest thing to him ever. I, I would be so delighted. Um, somebody tweeted, honestly, seeing so much of Twitter, have no idea who Judd Apatow is. has got to be the funny one of the funniest things to see in my timeline in a while. He retweeted and said, I've always said young people don't even know that MASH happened. It all turns over so fast. I think my cameo in season two of Yellow Jackets will help re- reestablish me in the cultural zeitgeist. I will play the co-pilot who survived and has secretly been living with a pack of wolves. So he's like, you know, making his best attempt at a joke about what people are paying attention to. It is just funny that his daughter happens to be at the center of literally the cultural zeitgeist for Gen Z and people watching Euphoria, which I think is mostly Gen Z and mm-hmm. and all the and the, all the people looking on over their shoulders, which I count myself in. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm watching. Yeah. I'm watching Euphoria as an archaeologist here. You know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> as an archaeologist. <laughs> Anyway, it has done wonders for the content industry because every single publication has released... Who is Judd Apatow? Who is Maude Apatow? Who is Leslie Mann? 40 people you didn't know were nepotism babies in Hollywood. Like, it's done wonders for all these media companies. (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Now we know. But you all knew. You're hooligans. You all knew. 
Right. That's the thing. It's like we're not a, we're not telling you anything. But I, I don't get caught up getting angry over people not knowing who Judd Apatow is. is exactly. What we're exactly. Um, let's play a quick game of who are them. Maybe not even quick. Does Bjork know who Craig Bjorko is? Crunch, crunch. Does Bjork know who Craig Craig Bierko is? Bjork Bierko. That's pretty funny, I guess. Which one is Craig Bierko? He was in um, Unreal. He's like a 90s guy. He's a 90s guy, and he was in like Unreal, too. That's the most recent thing that I'd seen yeah, him in. Yeah, he was in Unreal. Yeah. Okay. Is he a 90s guy? Yeah, he's, he's a, a 90s, 90s guy. guy. He was in a movie that I've actually never seen, The 13th Floor. That's his like number one movie on IMDb, but I've never seen that. So He's in a lot of TV, though. Okay. Does Bjork know who Craig Bjorko is? Wow, he played Agatha Trunchbull in the Matilda musical in 2013. It's pretty cool. That's fun. I didn't know they cast a man for that. That's fun. What do we think? Does Bjork know who Craig Bjorko is? No. Yeah, does, does she? Yeah, no, she doesn't. No. I don't know why it took us so long to get there. No, she doesn't know who that is. No. No, because their names sound alike? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Call her. Stoned-ass caller. Okay, next call. Hello. It is Christmas time and I'm sitting here by my TV. I've been watching it very much lately because I'm on a holiday and I've been seeing all those programs about all sorts of things, about Icelandics being very uh, happy about Christmas, very gay and also very serious and spiritual and also seeing Icelandic uh, comic people making jokes, which they are very good at. But now I'm curious. I've, I've, I've switched the t- TV off, and now I want to see how it operates, how it, how it can, can make, put me into all those weird situations. Hi, Lizzie and Bobby. Um, so my question for you today is, is Ashley Johnson a who or a them? Um, I saw that she made her first TikTok. Um, she looked familiar, but I had no idea who she was even after hearing her name. Um, and then when I saw that she looked familiar, I recognized her from the help, but that's literally the only thing I know her from. Um, upon further looking her up, she's in a lot of stuff, and uh, I, I feel like I'm confused. But is it mean for me to who her? Hmm. Crunch, crunch. Ashley Johnson just started a TikTok. She has one TikTok. She already has 123,000 followers. She's Ashley the Johnson 69 on TikTok, which I guess is pretty funny. Best known to me, I think it's funny that you called out the help. To me, best known as Mel Gibson's daughter and What Women Want. Best known as Ellie in The Last of Us Parts 1 and 2. <laughs> Not to be like, oh my God, I love that we just said it called Keurig Bierko a 90s guy. She's another 90s like... Like, I remember her from, like, made-for-TV movies from, like, my childhood, but kind of mm-hmm. nothing else. And if you had asked me what happened to her, I'd be like, I don't know. But she has a very distinct voice. She also played Annie, I think. Of course she did. Point. Of course She's, she did. When she was a kid, she used to sound like this. Like, she had a really, like, you know. Because she was the youngest daughter on Growing Pains, which I think, yeah. like, if you didn't know who Judd Apatow was, you're not going to remember Growing There's Pains. There's no fucking way you're going to remember You know what show she was is. in that I really loved? That was a one-season show that I watched religiously alone in my house for one season. Phenom. What? It was about a tennis player. Phenom. <laughs> was she was the tennis ABC. player? No, she was, like, the sister of the tennis player. She was the sister of the tennis phenom. She just gives off very child star vibes. Like, I wouldn't be mm-hmm. surprised if you were like, her mother is her manager. You know, like, it's very... <laughs> 
she was a very prolific child star at the yes. at the point. Who time. has transitioned into adult stardom? Has she? She's moved into video games. Well, TV and uh, video games. Oh, okay, but like, because she's in The Last of Us, right? She's, she's in the Last daughter. of Us. She's, she's the girl. Because she still has that voice. She has a great voice. She has a very iconic voice. But you know what? I'm going to put her, because of all the things that we're talking about here, former child star, current, like, mostly voice actor, even though she's covered in dots. She is dots queen on Last of Us, like, definitely yeah, covered dots. in dots. She's dots. I'm calling her a who. I think she is a character actor. I think that's the right way to define her, and I think sure, she's a who. She's a, she's she's a, a who. who. She's a who. Yeah. Does Tilda Swinton know who the Tinder Swindler is? Say Tilda Swinton and Tinder Swindler ten times fast, back and forth. Tilda Swinton, Tinder Swindler, Tilda Swinton, Tinder Swindler. I already fucked up. I actually can't. Tilda Swinton, Tinder Swindler, Tilda Swinton, Tinder Swindler, Tilda Swinton, Tinder Swindler. Tilda Swinton, Tinder Swindler, Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swindler. I can't do it. Tilda Swinton, Tilda Swindler. I can't do it. And the answer is no. Tilda Swinton does not know who the Tinder swindler is for many reasons, and I honestly am jealous. I barely know who the Tinder swindler is, which is good, I guess, for me. Speaking of Jade, when I saw Tilda Swinton asleep in the box, who did I see oh, her you with? Saw with Jade. Jade. Oh, yeah, she was asleep in the box. She was asleep in the box. Jade and I have gone through so much together. <laughs> God, I'd rather watch Tilda Swinton sleep in a box for hours than watch Tinder, swind- Tinder swindler on netflix for one second i won't do it do you know what i mean i i'd you could put me in a room with tilda swinton and she could just be sitting there in a box eyes closed i'd watch her for 12 hours yeah last call hi is there a more famous arthur than arthur to Arthur? and if the answer is yes i do not want to know i just want you to say that i'm correct okay crunch crunch bye Arthur ended this week, this past week, after 25 years. Did you see the the Zoom forward? They did a real, they did a real. Uh, they did a Zoom forward. They fucked with the millennials. <laughs> um, they made, DW's a cop. The, made, the rabbit's gay. Um, <laughs> DW a cop. Hey, there's DW. I wonder who the unlucky driver is this time. Hey, this is a no parking zone. Move it. Hey, DW. It's me, Bud. Bud Compson? What are you doing back? Let me buy you coffee. But first, I have to give you a ticket. DW's a cop. I know. And they gave Francine quite the haircut. They gave Francine, again, the video game haircut that I was talking about earlier. They made her look like Jacqueline from uh, <laughs> Runway. I wouldn't call that a video game haircut. I would call that the same haircut as the as the guy from this, the, the Fifth Element. The, the evil guy, remember him? Zorg. Yeah, he had that haircut. <laughs> Gary Oldman. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Zorg. It's video game. He had that <laughs> Sorry. haircut. He had that Cyberpunk haircut. haircut. Yeah. It was funny because it hit people. It hit people hard in like a lot of ways. So it was, people were laughing, but then there was a really good. Did you read? Um, who wrote it? Aaron Edwards wrote it in the Atlantic. A really sweet like. Um, yes, look back at, at Arthur and I was just like okay it's just funny to see like how we have no ill will towards Arthur or anything on Arthur right we look back on Arthur fondly it's become a meme for an entire generation of people who are now on the internet but the question remains is Arthur the aardvark the the themiest Arthur the themiest ar- are there aardvark no, or Arthur no Arthur are there other themier Arthurs currently because when I was thinking of Arthurs I was thinking like Arthur Miller? 
But no, that that doesn't count. I think Arthur the Aardvark is themier than Arthur Miller in 2022. You think Arthur the Aardvark is themier than Arthur Miller, the playwright? The kids didn't know who Judd Apatow was, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That really is a problem. If you search Arthur, I guess you get the show. It's, it is in the news, so people are talking about it. Yeah. The other funny thing is, oh, my God, did you see at the end of Arthur, he's like, I'm writing a book about animals. An art- oh, yeah. And I, I was love like, to draw animals. I love to draw animals. And I was like, wait, you're not an animal? Uh, wait, are you? What? Uh, 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 and I was like, I felt insane. I felt insane. I love to draw animals. And I was like, does he what? not know that he's an aardvark? Does he not know he's an aardvark? Oh, Do no. these people not know they're animals? <laughs> wow. Imagined you'd write a graphic novel. Me neither. I just like drawing animals. Okay, how about this? The proof is in the pudding, and the pudding is Wikipedia. Ugh, it always is. But I think it's better than Google because the Google algorithm fucks with too much, and I think Wikipedia is a little more agnostic. I agree. You know who is more famous than Arthur the Aardvark? King Arthur. King Arthur and the the tables. No, oh, there's just one table. It's the one round table. Okay, him. Arthur and the tables. Him. He okay. is. Arthur, when you type in Arthur, you get just the name Arthur. It takes you to the Wikipedia for the history of the name Arthur. The next one is Arthur Wellesley, first Duke of Wellington. Okay? No. No. You're not more famous than Arthur the Aardvark in 2022. I refuse to say that. Do you know anything about Arthur, the Duke of Wellington? We cannot go through each person named Arthur in this Wikipedia. No. What I'm saying is the third Arthur is the Aardvark. Okay. <laughs> this TV series, Arthur. I think King Arthur is more of an Arthur than Arthur the Aardvark. I'm trying to see how I feel about King. Having to say King definitely makes me think that. But if you just said Arthur, would you think King initially? Like, I think the sure. King is sort yes. of distracting me. Yes. I would need a descriptor, either the Aardvark or King. But sure, yes, <laughs> I would think about I would think about King first. So it's either an actual King... Or a fictional aardvark who draws animals for fun and has a cop sister and a lesbian best friend. (laughs) Canonically. Canonically. Okay. So there is one more famous Arthur, but it's the king. His caller says she didn't want to know, but too bad. Uh, There is no, but you know what? There is no more famous aardvark. That's true. If that makes you feel better. The only other Arthurs in the visible uh, Wikipedia drop down when I type in Arthur are Conan Doyle um, and C. Clark. I don't know who any of the other people are. Arthur Miller, I guess. No one else. Okay, Conan Doyle. Arthur Ashe, that tennis Conan player. Doyle. Let's end this episode. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for listening to another episode of Weekly. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for our read a theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research assistant for researching and assisting. We get so many talls about Timmy. He loves listening to them. Support us on patreon.com slash weekly for bonus episodes, commentaries, newsletters, discord server, and more. And rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. Ratings and reviewings mean a lot to us, and we'll see you on Tuesday. And we'll see the patrons sooner. Bye. Bye. Hey. Hey. People are really bringing up my name is Earl. Uh, what's going on with Charlie Puth? He ate a banana, and I just saw a picture of him in boxers lifting weights. I would ask you who he is, but I kind of feel like I get it just from those two pictures. But why 
is this happening, I guess, is my question. Um, I think he makes music. Uh, whatever. I'm tired. Um, questions? Hi, Lindy Bobby. Um, I've called before, but you never said I called because they're always slightly deranged, which I understand. But I was listening to most recent episode, and I had to pause it because I Googled Tracy Ann Oberman's napkin episode because I wanted to see the picture. And am I going insane? Or all of these headlines from 2018? Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. But is it relevant to now somehow? Please explain. I'm very confused. All right. French, French. Goodbye. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Uh, hopefully you can hear me through my mask. Um, had to pause the pod when you were talking about that, like, napkin eating incident because I have a family story that often gets told uh, about my grandpa's cousin, Tarmo, a very, like, grouchy old Finnish man. Uh, he took his family to Swiss Chalet, like, the very first Swiss Chalet. It's like a Canadian rotisserie chain. Anyway, he went to the very first one in the 70s in Toronto, and afterwards uh, everyone was asking how it was because, like, whoa, Swiss Chalet, this, like, new up-and-coming restaurant. And he said, uh, it was okay, but they had really bad lemonade. And uh, it actually was, like, the little bowl of, like, warm lemon water that you're supposed to, like, dip your fingers in after your chicken to, like, like instead of a moist pellet to be fancy. So, yeah, he drank that instead. Um, does anyone who's not in my family care about this story? Probably not, but I just had to mention it in terms of, you know, restaurant faux pas, eating things, or consuming things that you shouldn't. Anyway, Lindsay Podcaster. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. I had to stop the podcast for the husband that ate the napkin, and I was in the service industry as a waitress for so long. And I worked at this one restaurant in Chelsea. It was a French cafe. It's still there. Don't want to name it. Um, and we had a bronzino that was wrapped in paper, and that's how it was baked. And you would not believe how many times we would clear the plates, and the customer would look embarrassed and say, I wasn't supposed to eat the paper, right? And I want to say that I can count on one hand how many times that happened, but it happened over and over and over again. And I think it's, like, confusing on a lot of different levels because it's, like, they knew kind of had a hint that they weren't supposed to eat the paper that the Branzino was wrapped in, but yet they kind of, like, went ahead and did it, and they it all clicked for them when the waitress would take away the empty plate. Anyway, just wanted to share that. Not sure if you're receiving other calls from other former or current wait staff, but I think it's important to know that, you know, that guy's not alone. Uh, Lindsay Podcaster, ScarJo, Yummy Pop. Bye. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I am literally just calling to shout out Timmy. Um, <laughs> I love it when he gets mentioned. I can tell that his contributions to the show are like so funny. He's, he's perfect. TBH, like I wanted the job myself, but, um, he, he's doing great work. Like we see you, Timmy. We love you. Alexa Chung super fan. Um, great work. Great podcast. Great team. Love you guys. Crunch, crunch. Grateful for Kenny.